following the song of the vine, which told us about the grapes being found together in a cluster, the brocha being in the togetherness, not destroying it, almost diametrically opposed to that at first glance, is the very next fruit, the fig tree, the te'ena. What does the te'ena say? What does the fig tree say? Posik from Mishle, Noitzer te'ena, yochal piria. The protector, the keeper, the watcher of a fig tree will eat its fruit. Now, for anybody who has looked at Mishle before, you will know this book is not just a book of proverbs. The whole book, the whole Sefer, written the, the wisdom of Shlomo Melech. It's not just stating the obvious. If I grow a tree in my back garden, a fruit tree, I would expect to eat it. So what's so profound about this? What is it about the fig? What is it about the protecting, the watching that we're being that we're being told about here? Now, it's interesting because the fig tree itself actually does need to have a special watch over it, not because of the expense, but because the way that it ripens is distinct from most other fruits. It takes a long time for the actual figs to ripen. And as the process goes along, the longer it's outside, of course, the more chance there is of it being attacked by bugs, of potentially it falling. It's more vulnerable that way. So it needs to be watched. So you've got to wait for that opportunity to actually pick it. But the other problem is, also not so usual compared with, say, the grapes, is that each fig could actually ripen at a slightly different pace from the other, from its neighbor. So actually, you've got to keep watching because tomorrow's fig may ripen tomorrow. There's another one the day after, and you've got to keep checking, keep checking, keep checking the whole time. Guard carefully, constantly checking. We understand that there is a reference here to something deeper. You know, the fig is one of those fruits that we are familiar with as being used to praise the land of Israel, the land of Eretz Israel. And of course, if Mishle is all about Torah, Torah learning, Torah retention, there's going to be a hidden meaning here as well. You see, it's all well and good to learn through something. How do you know you remember it? How do you know you understand it? Test yourself, constantly check yourself. Can you explain it properly? They say Rukhain Briska pointed out that you only know you understand something if you can explain it properly. Interestingly enough, Chazal tell us that the figure, pun intended, who is 
connected to the, to the fig is Yehoshua, the Talmud Muvuk, the closest student of Moshe Rabbeinu. He followed in Moshe's footsteps and became the actual leader. He followed every word that Moshe had. He watched every move of Moshe. He never left the Beis HaMedrash. He prepared the Beis HaMedrash, the study hall himself, so that others would be able to see. He was constantly on guard. He was constantly watching. Somebody who never loses his focus, never lets the guard down. That is Yeshua bin Nun. It is he who actually leads the Jewish people into Eretz Yisrael, after all. Used to praise Eretz Yisrael, indeed, Yeshua is the perfect person to actually discuss. And as we said, why is it that we need to constantly check the fruits, these figs? It's because, yes, they ripen on different days. On any single day, fascinatingly, you'll find another fig that's ripened obviously until the end of the season. You'll always find, not so with most other fruits. And even after the end of the season, one of the features of what people use figs for, occurs many, many times in the Gemara, is dried figs, preserved, kept, shmiro again. Now translate that into the terms that we are discussing, the Torah learning, you can always, always find it. If a person realizes that that should be their focus, you will never ever be bored. You'll always have something to follow. You'll always have something to learn, always have something to go over because it's infinite. There's an amazing Gemara, which might be a tautology, in Brothers stuff Nun Zion Amadalaf. And it tells us that a person who sees a fig in a dream, it's a whole series of, uh, of um, descriptions of what things mean if one sees in a dream. And we, we've spoken about dreams before. And we know that it's uh, not, not to be scoffed at in any sense. We know this nowadays for sure. Anyone who sees a fig in a dream, it's a good sign because it tells us, now listen to this, this is amazing because it, it fits exactly with what we've been saying. It means that person, the Torah will keep inside of them. It will be preserved inside of them. Well, how do we know that? How does the Gemara know that? Well, we've just quoted a posseh. The song that the fig sings out, yes, the song, which is its expression, its very essence, is the protector of that fig tree, the one who guards, the one who watches, the one who keeps, will eat its fruit because it will always be there for them because of the posseh. There is the dark side, though, and that is, what happens if you do take your eye off the ball? What happens if you do stop looking? Well, we know what happens. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to uh, walk past fig trees, especially if you've visited Israel and you've seen this. Any of the figs that have fallen on the ground, forget it. You're not really interested in unless you're absolutely desperate, so much so, halakhically, to, to, it's a bit more complicated than this, but halakhically speaking, if you find figs that have been dropped on the ground, you can probably keep them in most cases because the owner wouldn't want them anymore, probably given up hope if he was aware that they'd fallen because they spoil, they bruise. 
the delicate nature of this long ripening fruit. Get it at the right time, at the ripe time. It's perfect, it's juicy, it's sweet. Get it wrong, it's a bit of a mush. It's spoiled. Now, if you realize as such, Torah can actually be used as a weapon against people. People who don't work on themselves and just think, I want to gain more knowledge. I want to know the whole of Shas. Very, very admirable. But are you going to use it? Are you going to use it well? If you're going to use it, are you going to use it to help others? Or are you going to use it as a weapon against people? Are you going to learn up the sugya? Are you going to learn up a piece of Torah, a piece of Gomorrah, whatever it be, in order to find fault with somebody else, to bring you examples, to, uh, to bring down somebody else, to find the inherent contradictions, then things are spoiled. You don't want to be going down that line. You want to have it just right. Nurture it for sure. Make sure that you are watching, aware, aware of your learning. This will lead us to the next idea, which we'll deal more fully with in the following podcast, which is being aware of one's actions, the fruits of one's actions. To be aware of the consequences of one's actions means there are no more excuses. Can't blame it on nature. You can't blame it on nurture. If you are careful and you've worked on yourself, the real sweetness comes through, but it does come at a price. That is what we will explore in the following episode.